Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our show. Today we discuss about copywriting, how you can write amazing text. I love writing. I usually spend so much time by writing text because, you know, without text, any content doesn't work because, you know, writing is foundation of any content. And, for example, when someone asked me, uh, uh, with limited resources, what to choose? I always tell them, write, write. Because, for example, you can open Wikipedia, Investopedia, you don't see nice-looking design, but you can see great writing. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Natasha. How are you? Hi, I'm really great. Nice to It was so great to get your email and for you to invite me to come on here with you. I'm so honored. Thank you so much. Nice, nice. Uh, Natasha, before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and why you decided to share with us about writing. All right. So, um, like, um, I'm Natasha again. I'm Nigerian. I'm a content manager. So when I first started off, I started off as a content writer, purely writing like SEO-based content. I started off um, in an agency where I was creating like different kinds of content in different niches. And so I feel like that background helped me grow and like gave me the boost I needed to branch into content managing. And so currently I'm a content manager and um, in 2022, I think that like 2022 was my biggest achievement. I managed to like, I don't know why I say manage, but like, I guess, well, I managed to like scale my, um, my annual income from like where it was, which was like really low because I was just starting out. But like, I managed to use my network which again is like very important if you're writing. I managed to use my network to scale my income from um let's just use a ballpark figure of like a thousand dollars every month to like mm-hmm. a total of like say somewhere around like three thousand dollars every month and that was like a great leap for me because like yay me. So yeah that's like basically oh yeah i used to be in medical school too but like i dropped out and i pivoted my career directly to writing because like why spend time doing something you don't love when you could just like do things that you love and care about nice nice uh natasha can you tell why in nigeria we have a lot of great writers what kind of secrets do you uh, hide in Nigeria why people can write awesome tags? <laughs> Any insights about that? Um, I'm going to say that I wish I knew because I've met writers here who have intimidated me. I think I'm a great writer, but like I meet writers and I'm like, wow, I'm not doing as much. And I feel like it's because here in Nigeria, we're not given like a lot of opportunity to like speak out and so a lot of us would rather just write what we are thinking and so like most times the ideas that we have or like um what we are actually planning or things generally ideas and things that we have we don't have like the opportunities to talk about it as much in nigeria and so like 
giving the opportunity to write will put all of our passion and our joy and everything into our writing. And I think it reflects positively in the results that we um, deliver. Mm -hmm. You know, you mentioned about passion. I think without passion, you don't need to write text. You know, for example, once sure. I read a book, uh, you know, interesting book, uh, and uh, the author of this book shared the story. She got a letter from other uh, book uh, author who told that uh, he couldn't achieve results for a long time. He wrote many books, but nobody cares about uh, his books. He couldn't sell them. And he asked for advice uh, from successful offer uh, yes. what to do because he's suffering that he nobody cares about him and she replied to him leave it leave uh writing because it's not for you if you are if you are suffering you don't need to write find something you really else don't. you know yeah find, find else if you don't have the passion for it there are other things you could do that isn't writing i mean it's like i said it's like me continuing with medical school when I don't have the passion for it. It, it would not have worked out. I probably have been a really shitty um, doctor. So, yeah. I feel like yeah. you don't have the passion for writing. You shouldn't be writing either. Yeah, exactly. For example, you know, I love writing. I can write a lot. But, uh, of course, uh, you know, it's like a lack of time. If I have more time, I can write more. But uh, uh, many other priorities that they have. But I feel one thing, you know, you need to have patience. Uh, because you can't write awesome text without consistency, without spending time, uh, without uh, reading a lot. Can you tell your methods how to improve writing skills? For example, if someone needs to write for uh their projects, uh, any insights, what to do to improve writing skills? Because, you know, I have many customers who told me they don't know where to start. They don't know what to do first, you know, to, how to write without experience. Any insights about that? Okay, so I feel like the first step to improve your writing skill, and which is really what worked for me, was um, reading. I read more. I read more articles, I read more blogs that looked like what I wanted to write and like how I wanted my writing to be. And like through reading, I could like picture how my writing should be. I, I could get like words that would help um, make my writing better. And I feel like anybody who wants to become a great writer really has to like dedicate time to reading. Because um, I know it sounds cliche, but like people have been saying for the longest time that the greatest writer is also the greatest reader. And so I feel like it's one thing that um, pushed me throughout my career as a writer. Like I read a lot. I grew up reading novels with my mom. I used to read, bless my soul, Harley Quinn novels. And, and then I read a lot of like adventure and fantasy. And then I progressed to reading like more industry relevant material. But I feel like my background in reading has allowed me to like consume content like voraciously. And that has really helped like improve my writing because there are times when I'm stuck and all I do is like I put my laptop away and I just take pick up my phone and I read like a blog post or like an article or even a novel and it just like clears up my headspace. And so if any if you're a beginner, I feel like the first step is to read honestly because 
if you don't know how to read, you probably won't know how to write. Yeah, it's an amazing tip. Amazing. Uh, you know, uh, once I read uh, when Stephen King shared about how to improve writing skills, and he told two things that you need to do. The first, to write. The second, to read. Just write and read as much as possible. You know, you have no other secrets. Uh, and I remember when I decided to improve my writing skills by learning a lot of grammar stuff about any other insights and i got it no way i couldn't do it because i can forget about rules for a few days sometimes for a few hours sometimes i can you know forget for a moment you know about these rules but when you write you learn through experience now uh, today we have grammarly sure. we have many yeah. other great tools that can help you know to edit your mistakes but when you write and read a lot you can improve your writing. Yeah, love it, love it. Natasha, uh, uh, can you tell about uh, methods how to write text that people wanna read? You mentioned this word adventure. You know, for example, uh, I love uh, reading books uh, uh, from Jack London. You know, he wrote his amazing books a hundred years ago. But you know, when I read his books, I can feel that I am part of the adventure. You know, I can I can live on this book. You know, I can forget about anything else. I can forget about water, meal, uh, sleep, anything because I am on this book. But I found many texts are generic. They are not interested. You know, uh, uh, they are good for sleeping. You know, when you read them, you you wanna sleep. You can, you don't remember anything. That's why today. Bounce rate is so yeah. high, like 80% of people can leave uh, websites for a few seconds. Share insights, how to write text that people want to read until the end. So, yeah, any insights, how to write text that people want to consume until then. Um, so, I'm sorry, I didn't get your question. Could you like say um, repeat your question. I mean, I, I mean uh, can you tell how to write non-boring text that people want to read until the end, uh, from the beginning okay. to the end? All right, so um, when I first started writing, the first thing I was told was to write how I talk. Because mm -hmm. if you write like a robot, then pretty much no one is going to read what you're writing. And so like, I was told to write how I talk, and I feel like that has influenced me when I write things, especially copies that I want people to read. Um, I just write it like how it would sound in my head uh, or how I'd say it to someone, and then I take time off it, and then I come back and polish it. Now, that polishing is not me taking away that, that um, tone that I already put there. The polishing is me using like relevant grammar, uh, putting in like important points and stuff like that. And so I feel like the first step to writing something that people want to read is to write how you talk. Also, like if you can say it in um, with smaller grammar, I don't know why you should use bigger ones. Like um, I always tell people that you should aim for like simplicity. And I'm not saying dumb it down too much i'm just saying use words that your target audience would understand and so if i'm writing to a group of teenagers i'm not going to be using words that will have them looking at the dictionary like they're professionals 
But then if I'm writing for professionals, I know the words that they want to see, words that they would understand, but it won't compel them to like, let go of the article or let go of my copy because it sounds like too professional. And so like, there's another key, like keep it simple. If you can keep it simple, you need to keep it simple because like once you've lost that element of simplicity, I'm sure pretty much everyone would drop it down. Cause like if I saw an article and the first four words there gave me a headache, I'd not want to proceed past the first four words. And so first of all, write how you talk to so keep it simple. And I think like the final step is really to have, to have like, give yourself time to step away from your article or your blog post or your whatever you wrote, give yourself time, come back and reread it. Reread it from the perspective of your target audience. Now that will give you insight as to if, if your um, piece of work is too much. And by too much, I mean so much that nobody would want to read it. Another tip that helps is to find someone you trust their opinion to help you read whatever you came up with. Now with their expert advice, you can tweak whatever you've come up with. And I mean, if you do that a bunch of times, you, you get you get used to it and then you become better. And I think that practice is is very important too. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, I think, you know, you can read a book how to write awesome text without practice. You know, it's like Cristiano Ronaldo or Lionel Messi or uh, any other sportsman. If they, uh, you know, read a hundred books how to play soccer without hitting a ball thousand times, they can be successful sportsmen, successful players, because uh, practice is more important than learning you know you need to learn you need but uh it's better to practice more than to learn uh natasha you mentioned about seo can you tell how to write text for seo with the goal to get seo traffic because you know for example uh, 10 years ago i had quite different approaches that i use today because i wrote for search engines not for a human uh, we spend so much time by uh, adding a lot of keywords today we changed almost all approaches tell how to satisfy search engine today how to write text that we, that google will rank on the top 10. um so basically i feel like to do that, you should know, first of all, what you're writing about. That's very important. And you should also understand like who you're writing for. Once you understand what you're writing for and what you're writing about and who you're writing for, all of all everything just comes together really. And so like before I write, before it used to kind of like, I had some catching up to do because originally I used to just like write content and just like leave it there because I was, I was just a writer at first. But then when I decided to pursue content writing, I had a lot of catching up to do. And so the first thing I learned was to learn to know who you're writing for, what you're writing about and why you are writing. Because all of those things are what what's, in fact, once you put all of those together, your article is complete or whatever you're writing is complete because if you know the what, the why and the who, then 
you'd figure it out every time i promise mm -hmm. okay can you tell how to learn your readers how to learn the target audience and uh, because you know for example if i ask someone uh let's imagine uh people with high degree phds to write about online games if they don't play online games it's hard to get results with this text because the target audience uh speak uh, speaks another language so tell how to learn uh, your readers before writing text your methods all right so i'm going to come from like the perspective that you mentioned and that's like the perspective of them of writing for someone with another language and i'm going to say that the world is a global village now and there's the internet and you can easily connect with people all over the world on the internet and so i if i'm writing so for instance i'm nigerian and i had a little bit of catch again catching up to do when i got my first client who wasn't nigerian he was canadian and so for me there was like this learning gap where i had to understand like the canadian audience to be able to write for them and so basically what i did was i went on twitter i connected with people who who live and work in canada i interacted with them i learned like their slangs that they use because i was creating copy and it wasn't particularly formal so i had to learn the slang too and so like all of that like tiny research even if it's just like connecting with people on linkedin connecting with people on twitter joining like communities of like people who are in your like target audience i feel like that's one way to like connect with your audience now once you connect with these people and like you already like understand them to an extent it, I, it will be easier for you to create content that would like reel them in because if i know for instance this is slang in nigeria that is is it's, it's trendy right now and it's the play what it means it's like pigeon pigeon english is nigeria's version of english the play is like continue playing but like in pigeon english now as you don't know that but you were to write for a nigerian company and you learned that and you started off your article with the play just the play you've connected with your nigerian audience because you've shown them that there's something here that even if you don't know them there's something here that they should know and there's something in your article that is relevant to them and there's something in your article that like that they understand from the get-go and i feel like honest that's that connection alone is very valuable because once you've connected with like your audience and you already like know a few things about them then of course it'll be easier to like write things that they'll be able to understand also um something else i do is i try again this is social media i try to leverage like my social media presence and then i reach out to like people on social media who are in the demographic that i am writing for and i just like communicate with them ask them if, a bunch of questions and that helps me like create content that people who are like them would understand and i'm not just saying ask one person content is not something that you just like do and you let it go it's something that you actively have to 
like research if you want to create great content then you you have to research there's no no two ways about it and so if you are creating content that you for a foreign audience or for an audience that you don't speak their language or you don't like understand like the intricacies of their society then research is really invaluable because again how else would you know about them if you didn't research and thank god for social media it's so much easier now to like learn about people even if you're not in the in that location and so like yes social media research has helped me personally and a bunch of people i know too nice nice yeah awesome valuable tips uh Natasha, let's talk about uh, structuring content. Uh, can you tell how to structure content that give a solid reason to read the whole content? Because, you know, people bounce fast. If they, if you can't catch their attention, they leave website, Google doesn't rank, and uh, all your content, all your writing can be nonsense uh, without results. But if you... Uh, give a solid reason to keep reading, uh, to provide uh, some valuable insights. People will read until then, and Google will rank. You can get results. So, tell how to retain audience longer. How tell them that your content will help them decide their their problems, simplify their lives, anything about that. All right. So if I if I heard you right, you're asking how do I structure content for yeah. people to um so that people will be able to like read it and and like read it so that like completely and not just cut off halfway and just walk away from it and stuff. I mean, like I mean, like uh yeah, when uh, how to structure content that retain keep audience longer. Okay, so um, first of all, there's um, I usually break my copies, and I'm going to use copies now because I usually break my copies into three bits, and that's the hook, the body. Oh, you have a cute dog! I'm so sorry, yeah. I'm obsessed with dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I have two cats, but I have to put them away because they were just running Okay, so um, back to what I was saying. I usually structure my copies in three parts. The first part is something I like to call the hook. Now, that hook is what will reel people in. It's like one or two lines of really catchy, punchy stuff that people will see probably like a question or a fun fact or just like something really catchy that people would see and then they'd want to like read the next paragraph because, okay, so... Now that I said, say that, I want to like pause and say that the goal of like every paragraph before the next is to get people to read the next paragraph. And so after your first paragraph, if, if your audience don't want to read the second one, then they're just going to walk away. And so like after my book, my next, oh, you have two jobs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. So they, after my they... first paragraph. Mm-hmm. What's his name, though? Uh, Sabina. You know, she always takes part of, on my podcast. You know, and Vegas. I have two dogs. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so great to meet your dogs. I I love dogs. I really, really love dogs. <laughs> yeah. All right. So as I was saying, um, 
I structure my contents from the hook, which, of course, after people read, it prompts them to read the next paragraph, which is usually the body of my copy. Now, that body will contain everything they need to know about, like, whatever it is I'm writing for or writing about. Now, while I'm writing that body, I make sure that, like, the tone is engaging because if your tone isn't engaging, then they're going to walk away. So make sure that your tone is engaging in your body after your book. Because after the first paragraph um, achieves its goal of, of making people read the second paragraph, if your tone is off, they're not going to continue with that paragraph. They're just going to walk away. So your tone is going to prompt them to finish the body of your copy. And right after that, it's often like my call to action. My, my body is probably like one or two paragraphs long at the most depending on what my, um, whoever I'm writing for what requires. And then there's the call to action. Now, the call to action, most people don't think through the call to action, but it's really important because if your call to action isn't great, then no one is going to take any action. And so, once again, the, the job of the call to action is to be creative. Sorry. The call to action has to be creative enough for people to want to, like, you know, take the action that is prompting. And so I usually just break it, my structure, my writing, even when I'm creating content into three parts, the hook, the body, and the, the conclusion or the CTA. For content, the hook is usually the introduction where, you know, you can write all your fun stuff and get people to read like the rest of your article. Um, the body, of course, is the body of the article and the conclusion as opposed to the CTA of my copy is the conclusion in my, my, my blog post or my article. And so I think like with that structure, I've been able to like create content that people want to read because again, if you're all over the place with your structuring, then like imagine putting the hook in the middle of your text. Nobody wants to see that. You confuse your audience. And so like if you use my structure, I feel like it will work in structuring to like three bits. Yeah, by the way, if you confuse your audience, people have no time to figure out what you are trying really to write. Uh, they usually bounce and never get back, you know, so you can lose them. And uh, yeah, that's why it's important to write text that people want to read. Now that uh, bring value, can you tell about keywords? Uh, how to add keywords today? Because you know, ten years ago, uh, I asked copywriters to add five percent of keywords uh, or uh, something like this. I don't remember exactly the ratio, but today I don't ask about adding some specific keywords, how many times, but still we need to add them because Google needs to relay your content with these keywords. Tell how to add keywords that will satisfy users and Google. Okay, so um, the, the thing with keywords is if you if you don't use it right, then you would not achieve your goal either way. Like Google won't pay attention to you and your audience won't pay attention to you. Say, for instance, you're writing an article on sugar cane. I don't know why you sugar cane, but let's go with it. 
So you're writing an article on sugarcane and you're supposed to use sugarcane like 10 times to be able to rank on Google. Well, it's up to you to creatively use sugarcane 10 times in your article in such a way that people would read it and they'd not see that you're trying, you're obviously trying to target sugarcane to rank for sugarcane. Because if I said, I like sugarcane, sugarcane is very sweet, sugarcane makes sugar, sugar comes from sugarcane. Nobody wants to read that. And even Google doesn't want to rank that too. And so like in the bid to stuff all your keywords into your article, you actually achieve the opposite. Google isn't ranking it, your audience isn't yeah. reading it, and you literally just wrote and left it because it's not doing anything. And so, like, the thing with keywords is you have to creatively use it in such a way that everybody knows what you're targeting. You know what you're targeting, but everybody shouldn't know what you're targeting. I feel like that's, that's a trick I've been using, and it has worked for me. You know what keyword you're trying to target, but the next person reading it shouldn't know because if they know what's the point, it's like, like I said, with the sugarcane example, anyone reading that much sugarcane in one paragraph is just going to swipe to the next article that makes more sense. And so a better way to do it is to find um, a balance in between where you're satisfying your audience and you're also satisfying Google. And I feel like the easiest way to do that is to amp up your creativity. Because once you have, like, again, we've talked about structure. Once you've had your structure down, you already know how to distribute your keywords between each um, section of your, like, writing in such a way that it looks and feels and flows naturally and also achieves your, your goal of ranking for that keyword on Google. Yeah, valuable. Valuable. Okay, Natasha, I have the question about, uh, I can't avoid this question, sorry for that, but I need to ask about AI. What do you think uh, about AI tools? Uh, 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 your prediction, AI can replace writers in the future. And what about today? Uh, do we need to use AI writing, generate content with this tool, uh, or it's better to still cooperate with writers who can write something new, unique that AI still can't? What do you think about the future and today about AI generation content? Um, so uh, I'm not really that conversant with AI generated content. For one, I'm trying to get used to chat. AI, I think that's what it's called. But in my opinion, I don't think AI can can um, replace actual writers because there's this thing about when you put your emotion into your writing. Like, if I write a piece of work, say probably a poem, because when I'm bored or I'm struggling, I just like like to take time off to write poems. And so, if I write a poem and I'm sad, and someone reads it. They would know because i'm trying to evoke sadness in them they would know that whoever wrote this this um piece of work was sad or was was trying to tell us that she was sad now i feel like that's one thing that ai cannot replace no matter how skilled it is because like there's just not quite anything yet like the human emotion 
it's just like AI generated art. There's just something very clinical about how it looks and how it would read. Actually, when it's writing, there's just something really clinical about how it would read. And if you wrote something and AI wrote the exact same thing, I promise you that if you handed me the two um, articles with the same topic and I had no idea who wrote which, I'll probably, I would probably 99.9%, I'm 99.9% sure that I'll be able to pick out which of them was written by like you as a human being and, and like which is written by, by the AI. Now, this is not to say that there's no place in writing, there's no place for AI in writing. I feel like, yes, AI can help make your work like easier. I know people who use AI to write articles and then they go over and just like edit it. And so for them, I don't know why they don't just write it, but like for them, it's easier to just, because like the AI can do the research, the AI can, um, you just give it a keyword and whatever, and then it writes what you need. And then you can just take it and edit it. And that actually sounds like a great application for AI in writing. But like, I'm not scared that AI will replace writers anytime soon. Because yeah. uh, again, you really can't replicate like actual human emotions. You you actually just can't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see what kind of future will be. Uh, but uh, I think it's a good idea to use AI tools today to save your time to find ideas. But yeah, AI, yeah, but AI can't uh, decide all issues. Can't write uh, great content uh, but it can help to save your time that it's important yes, as well right. yeah natasha i have the question uh, let's imagine you started from scratch without any experience knowledge skills uh you didn't write a piece of where anything you know just completely from scratch what will you do today to learn more about writings so um to answer this question, I'll just talk about like my friend who's trying to break into the, the writing industry right now. And I feel like the first advice that I gave her was, like I said earlier, to read. Because when I first started, I didn't have like all of the wealth of knowledge I had now. And so I had to like research, look for courses that I could take. Um, talk to people, look for mentors. But like, I realize now that all of that stress that I, I went through would have been easier if I like just used the internet instead of like, just like looking for word of mouth, asking people what works for them, this, that, 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 that. I could have just used the internet to like, you know, join a community of writers for one. If I joined a community of writers, I would not have spent months looking for a mentor who could like walk me through courses I could take and all of that. And so I feel like the first um, advice I give is to read. The second one is to network. Um, reading and networking will help you grow really. Um, currently I'm in a community of um, writers and I feel like that community has enriched me so much. And if I was still starting on my journey as a writer, I'd rather have started with those people in my like in my corner instead of like winging it by myself. 
and so that's the Canada advice I give anyone who's like studying freelancing or writing or whatever I feel like finding a community that can support you and like help you grow is invaluable to you as a person and your career because um there are concepts that you would you would probably never come across until you you spoke to like the next person or someone who has like certain it's not even some sometimes it's not even a case of more experience sometimes it's even your pair who just discovered something and then you are struggling but they have that information and there's no way you'd know that if you didn't connect with them and so as someone who is starting off writing if i was going to do everything all over again the first thing i'd do is network of course i'll read a lot and then i'd also like invest in myself because let's not lie nobody wants to put down big bucks on money if uh on a course if you're not quite like there yet and so i feel like that shrewdness is affecting a, a lot of people because you do not like look at the cost of what you're paying for you look at like the value it's offering and i feel like if i was starting afresh that's one advice i'll give myself to look at the value of courses and to be able to like pay for more courses because free courses and free resources can only take you so far and so like those like resources and courses that offer more value for what like the price that they're offering or like the price they're offering and the value they're giving me i can see that it correlates and i pay i pay for them now that i have the information i have and so if anyone is starting on their journey as like a writer i'll advise you that if you find a really great course that has helped people and that that you feel like it resonates with you and it costs like a little money and you can probably like save up for it or like you know you can afford it but most people really don't want to because why would i pay for something when i can just google it i know i've heard people just say that because like why would i pay for a course when i can google it that's actually like really hurtful mentality because it hurts you career-wise you could just you know just pay for the course it has more value people put value like people price that course at that point for a reason so like that also would help at advice but then i'm not saying go and throw your money away all willy you that's waste so like do your own research connect with people network read a lot read join communities read industry relevant articles i said i remember the first day i came across seo journal journal and for me it was like it was like walking into disneyland for the first time because like there was so much there i could not believe that like a website like that existed but all it took me was just like a little research on the internet and nowadays i just like go on seo journals like just like peruse through whatever is going on there but like a couple of years ago i didn't know that the website existed and so i mm -hmm. feel like that's also a very valuable tip just read Reading is really great. Yeah, nice. Love it. Love it, Natasha. It's a big pleasure to get you on my show, to learn from you. Tell our audience the best way how to reach out to you, how to learn more about you, how to follow you. I'm sorry, I didn't quite get that. Uh, what is your love in social media where you share content and tell 
our audience the best way how to reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you? Oh, okay, so like the best way to reach out to me is um, LinkedIn. And mm -hmm. like my LinkedIn name is Natasha Stilokwe. Stilokwe is Yoruba. And of course, I'm Yoruba because I'm from Nigeria and then I'm Yoruba. So yeah, Natasha Stilokwe on LinkedIn. And on Twitter is the Aria Speaks is the name of my blog. That's my personal blog. It's not anything professional. I just go there to write about life and stuff. And so my Twitter is the Aria Speaks. And my LinkedIn is Natasha Stilokwe. Those are pretty much like the easiest ways, ways to reach me these days. Okay, guys, you need to follow Natasha uh, Ashiro on social media, on LinkedIn. You can find the link <laughs> to the blog. Right. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I tried my best. <laughs> yeah, that was best not simple. <laughs> Yeah, so guys, you can find all these links in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time, Natasha. It's a big pleasure. I love learning Thank about so writing. So to be here. Yeah, my audience loves learning about writing. Guys, you need to follow Natasha. You need to learn from her because you can see a lot of value. Okay, guys, love you. See you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.